Hello and welcome to the Gets Natty podcast. My uh, my guest today is the wonderfully lovely and talented Frank Bonacci, the host of the Zoning Now podcast, Draft Class podcast, among many other endeavors. Frankie, thank you for joining the Gets Natty podcast once again. Thank you for having me. Oh, I love that because I interview people and they and the the standard answers is is always. Thank you for, I always say thank you for coming on. They go, thank you for having me. And it's just like, they, it never varies. And I always want to wait. I, always, I can't wait for the day where I interview somebody where they don't say that. What, what would they say instead? I don't know. Oh, I, it's I, cool. That's what it is. I don't know where we could go with this. Where else can you go with that? You can go with great to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't do it. No, it's, thank you for having me every time. You hit me with a question okay. on this. Uh, you. This was the question for the podcast you sent me. You're currently. You are currently engrossed with Star Trek Voyager. Yes. Can you name three things more nerdy and pathetic than that? Let me. Let me just explain, because I used to be. A, I used to be the same way you are with Star Trek. Vaguely aware of it, but like that shit's pretty gay. Was kind of like what I thought, like in general. And Voyager. I remember teasing our friend Stephanie. Because she she's a big Star Trek fan. I'm like, wait, you watched the one with Janeway, the chick, too? And she's like, yeah. So in my head, in like 2008 or whatever, Voyager was like it, seven of nine. It was the most sim- symbolically and totemistically like super nerdy and, and lame. So go on. See, how I interpreted the question was, can you name three? I don't know why. I read it completely wrong. I read it. Name three things that I'm currently doing that are nerdier. Oh, I didn't oh. Read it. and I, so I all day I was just like, okay. So I made a list of the three things I did today that were nerdier. Oh, bravo! So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, literally, right before we called, came the third one, which was I was watching a YouTube documentary about the first E3. Okay, I would watch the shit out of that. What year yeah. was it? Uh, it's about '93. Okay. Okay. And uh, it was, it's how they got booted at, like they weren't being treated right at CES. It was uh, originally video a, game companies. It was originally how, like, mostly all, porn. Well, CES, and then there's the uh, the porn awards on the second. Like it's the same. They like, they do it in the same uh, venue. Right, right, right. But it's, it's not the same thing. Okay. Yeah. What is it? The vivid something? I know. I don't. So what was the oh, second one? Side, if you, I think it's the porn awards. I think that, or it's just a porn convention. Oh shit. The AV, oh the AVN awards. That's what they're called. If you want to laugh your asses off, anybody who's watching this, go and find on YouTube, uh, what's his name? Otto and George, they they presented an award for best anal scene, I think, maybe, something like that, at the AVN. And it's just a 10-minute rant by Otto and George. Do you remember Otto and George? I don't. They're, they're uh, radio They're guys? a ventriloquist act, but they were just insane. They're big... His catchphrase was a cock. How do I not remember that? There'll be a picture yeah. on the podcast right next to one of our heads. Oh yeah, showing I can, it. I can do some stuff like that. Eh, I can't multitask. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it in post, as they say, as we say in the biz. Uh, my second thing I was doing was I was trying to. I was looking up how to swap the firmware from this uh, Chinese uh, made. Uh, what's it called a handheld retro console because uh, I don't like the stock firmware so I was looking up oh there's a different OS called Onion OS which is a derivative 
of Garlic OS. Okay, which so was on the Mio Mini. And you, like yeah, you got I, some I hard science like nerd as opposed to geek stuff right there. That's excellent. And yeah. now what else? I was doing something really nerdy. So I was looking up. I don't know if this is nerdy, but I'm thinking of selling off some stuff just because right. I. My cousin just put it in my head. I have like a bunch of toys and collectibles that I look, they just collect dust. I'm, not, I'm getting at that age, which like, I think some of these things have to go. So I got a few years, like, like a decade or so back, they put out these really high end Ghostbusters replicas by Mattel. And they had this little uh, side venture called Maddie Collector. Wait, hold on. Would... Ghostbusters, like the. Vankman and Spangler, or like like yes, the yes. vehicles. Oh yeah, this is this this goes this is way before. No, I mean uh, I mean are they dolls know. or like are they dolls or like no, vehicles? No, they're not dolls. They're uh, uh, full like you know screen accurate screen accurate replicas of the trap I have. Oh. Uh, the neutrino wand, and uh, the PKE meter, and they're they're like really like high end. Like I mean I, I think the the at the time of purchasing it like the. The neutrino one was like three hundred dollars. Movie quality. Like it wasn't some. It wasn't shit. And I found out how much these things go for on eBay. So I was looking up the prices of what they normally go for, and it's shocking. I was like, "Oh, I'm getting rid of these." You'd much, just like, cause it's, you'd much rather have the money they're worth than the things themselves. I mean, they've just sat like in the same spot since I've lived here, and before that, they sat in a similar spot in my old apartment. They just, they just, I don't look at them. I don't touch them. They just tucked away a pie, and I don't really look. I, they, I don't. So it's like, what am I doing with these things? They call that growing up. There's some stuff I'll never get rid of, like my uh, Back to the Future Two uh, uh, screen accurate replica of the flux capacitor that I've gotten signed by Christopher Lloyd, writer Bob Gale, uh, Alan Silvestri, uh, Crispin Glover, which was very hard to do. A Crispin Glover so, fucking autograph. That, that's a hard autograph to get because a he's like he's not he's he doesn't do conventions and stuff like that. You can only ever see him at screenings for his weird films that he made, like he made uh, these, he Willard made these or that what's that? Not to not to railroad this, but Crispin, have you seen Crispin Glover's film? Uh, what is it? Yes, that's the one I went to. I, so I went to a screening of that and got him to sign the flux capacitor there. Okay, can you explain to the audience the the, the premise of what oh, is it? Sure. Uh, so the cast, aside from Crispin Glover, who plays I think the super ego, I think he's credited as, or the id. Uh, I'm not sure. Everybody is. Uh, every character is named after a neurological portion of the brain. I don't know, and. Uh, Aside from him, the rest of the cast are all played by people with Down syndrome. Correct. And, and what, what do they do? Well, one kills a snail, which uh, was sentient. And I think, I forget the name of the act. I think it's Feruza Balk played as the voice of the snail. And, Sounds about uh, right. Yeah, so I'm not going to describe the plot because that's pointless. Really? I could describe one scene. Really magnifying glasses, snails, and Down, and down syndrome, and you've, you've got... You've got uh, all you need to know about that movie. Yeah, so... Well, there's one scene... Well, I can't... You know what? I'm not even going to bother. It's so... He he has a big sign when you go see him. First of all, have you ever heard him talk about Back to the Future and his experiences on it? Uh, all I know is that they were negative or he's got bad... Oh, so he's got a gripe. So his show is... He puts... He, show, he reads from his book of... 
guess it's poetry. I'm just going to say poetry for the sake of brevity, but it's it's more complicated than that. He reads that with an interactive slideshow he interacts with. Completely unrelated to the film, by the way. He does that. He shows the film. Then he does a Q&A. And, and I went to two of these shows. I saw two of his two films because there's What Is It? And the second one is It Is Fine, which is actually the better film. And so I went both nights when he played the Alamo. And then he does a three-hour and change Q&A where the entire thing is him talking about railing about our corporate institutions and our government institutions. He's, I mean, and it's funny because then he, then he does the signing. So, but it's like he chases out 90%. I was so intent on getting it signed that I was like, fuck this. I ain't fucking leaving until this motherfucker signs. But like, he, he really dares you to sit through the whole thing. I'm like, I'm like, it's like, oh my God, this is, I'm never going home. Like he will not stop. And like anytime anybody asks a question, because any question you ask, would lead to a 50 minute thing. So like only three questions are asked. But like when the third person just asked, I asked a question that I thought was reasonable that would steer him to like something like, uh, what do you prefer using film or digital? And again, he just circled right back to our corporate institutions and everything. And I was like, oh my God, I thought I would just get him. He could have even answered that question while in, no. he could have answered that with including his, his axe to grind about corporate versus oh, no, no, corporate that's America. Right. He did, but he steered it ah. back. Like, it's just like he used that. It's, a, it's he's actually very impressive how he could actually steer like that question about like a purely technical question to like our corporate and, and government institutions and like our problems with it. And so he doesn't sign back to the future merchandise. He has a sign above his things. Like we'll not sign back to the future merchandise. So I have the flux capacitor is actually quite big and heavy. It's like a big metal thing. So I, I take the glass part out and have people sign that when I want to go somewhere that's, uh, even though I'm going to have uh, Michael J. Fox uh, next uh, next month sign the, uh, or June to sign the actual case itself. Anyway, so I go up to him with this piece of glass. He knows what it is. And the thing is, like, he talks, he don't like Bob Gale. He don't fucking like him at all. And he sees the I mirror. never told this story. I probably should. So he asked, so I ask him, I bring it up to him. You know, and you have to pay. And I bought a couple books to sweeten the deal, like of his book, his incomprehensible books. Uh, they're they're nice. They're really nice. It's like nice when I met Paul McCartney and I mentioned a couple of Wing songs. Really? Oh, so yeah, you do the deep cut stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, oh, so this says, guy's a fan. About the Beatles. Everybody asks about the Beatles. I gotta yeah. ask a deep cut cut question. Yeah. Uh, so I go up. He's like, and he sees Bob Gale's signature, and his eyes get wide. He's like, what is this? And it's like, what is this? It's just a piece of glass. And so I'm just like. Uh, it's part of this collage thing I'm doing. <laughs> it's um, an art project. I'm going chronologically with the, uh, my film going experience throughout the years. I'm a filmmaker myself, and I and I keep going on and on. I'm like, um, I'm not sure. Oh shit! Uh, hold on. I, I have pictures of it on my phone. On my phone, and like, there's a line now. So he just goes, okay, it's okay. Whatever, whatever. So I basically tricked him into signing. <laughs> you should. That seems like a good premise for like a scene in a comedy movie. Yeah, it's funny. It happened after I made Welcome to the Future because something like that probably would have made it in. Oh, Coke Zero. You're one of those de- deviants, huh? It's so much better. It's okay. I, I, I've warmed up to it. I, it wasn't my favorite, but the more I've had it, like so every time they're out of Diet Coke, that's the, the thing I'll go for next. Diet Pepsi's pissed, by the way. Okay, this is what we're talking about now. Oh, yeah. Diet Pepsi. How the fuck is it that they haven't changed the formula? They know nobody likes Diet Pepsi. And, like, I, I, I can't stand, like, I, I will, I, I am not a picky person. 
But if I go to if I go to a restaurant and I order a Diet Coke, and then they tell me Diet Pepsi, I'm like, oh, the seltzer. Diet Pepsi tastes like baby aspirin mixed with fucking sadness. It's horrible. <laughs> and I think some no, they did change the formula a few uh, few years back. They got rid of what we used to call NutraSweet, but it's called aspartame to the modern culture. Uh, and it, they somehow managed to make it worse that they actually had to change back to the original formula. Could you imagine that something was that bad that they had they were forced to change go back to the original formula? How could it be worse? Here, here's what get what gets me. Are, are you familiar with Bang energy drinks? Yes. Bang has a flavor called Miami Cola, which is zero calorie, and uh, you're old enough to remember New Coke, right? I, uh, you might have been a so, little young. Oh, oh, no, no, of course I was there. I was there, man. But So I actually had, had a new Coke because uh, Stranger Things had like a promotion with Coke where they sold, and you had to pay like $30 for it, for two cans. Worth it. A fucking new Coke. And me and my friend, uh, my friend from North Carolina came up and I said, okay. It was like me pulling out like a fucking Louis the Fourteenth. I was like, dude, I got something special for tonight. And I pulled out a can of new Coke. And yeah. he was like, oh, oh we're going to... So Miami Cola, it's zero calorie, and it, it tastes a lot like they, they use some different sweetener on these energy drinks. It tastes a lot like fucking uh, like regular Coke, and it reminds me a lot of, of New Coke. I don't understand uh, why doesn't Pepsi what? just steal that fucking formula? They're Pepsi; they could they could steal. They got they have like flavor scientists who can. They have to know. Like, they have to be. What's going on in these boardroom meetings? If somebody says, like, listen, Diet Pepsi sucks, nobody likes it. The head of Yum Foods needs to be notified about their one of their core products. Or, or it's just god off. What they have to know listen, this. I will drink I will drink like same thing. You know what I'll do if this is my options? I'm a, I'm a diabetic. I shouldn't drink Diet Coke, I know. But but it's like I'll drink a regular if the options are Diet Coke. Coke and pep, Diet Pepsi, I'll take regular Coke over it, just because it's just like, it's... And the, it's like it's, a nice it's treat. Yeah, I prefer Diet Soda, like, for thirst quenchiness. Me too, yeah. Probably because I grew up in a Diet Soda household. Oh, so you you too. That My mom was a Diet Soda person, so that's why it's like, like, regular Coke is like, too intense for me. It's like, ah, that oh, makes sense. I'll drink one and enjoy it, but like... Sure. If, if like, I'm thirsty, like, for some reason, like, a room temperature can of... Of Diet Coke, yeah. just like just something that w- that was always around the house, so just something I like. Um, they finally got rid of Tab. I like Tab a lot. Tab yeah. was decent, man. Well, it had nice packaging, and there was also Diet Right, which used Diet to be right. used to be sold by uh, Lee Majors was the sh- was the pitch man. Lee Majors, the fall guy, and he would brag yeah. about lower sodium back when sodium was like. A it's weird man. you go to the fall guy and not six million dollar man. I'll tell you why because it's very much my age because the fall guy was like when I was in kindergarten that was like a really big show mm. so like I, I like legitimately watched it so like yeah I think you'd probably have to be like my too young my exact age where you're too young to have been around for six million dollar man because anyone older would be like what are you talking about it'd be like like knowing uh, William Shatner from like Boston Legal or TJ Hooker or Rescue 911 what's Shatner doing lately? Well, he's 92. But no, he was in the news recently, like for something. For being 92. Yeah, I guess that's it. He, he, let me tell you something. He's aged remarkably well. I know he's had some work done, but he doesn't look like he, a 92-year-old man. He looks like an 80-year-old who's holding mm-hmm. it together well. He's, yeah. He looks like someone who looks good for 80. 
Like he yeah. doesn't. He just went into space last year. I mean, the fucking guy. Good for him. Even though he's like a notorious. I don't know. Is he a notorious prick though? Yeah, he is a notorious. Prick. I don't know. Like you've heard the stern clip of him doing the uh, the commercial read and then like really yelling at the guy behind the. You say sabotage. Yeah. I say sabotage. <laughs> I don't know. Like. I think he's a consummate professional, and he doesn't have times where people shit. Like, he's absolutely charming. I'm this much of a Star Trek nerd. I just watched a something called The Captain's Roundtable with uh, Shatner, Nimoy, uh, Riker, Jonathan Frakes, and Patrick Stewart. And I don't know. Like, you watch that, and you're, and you're just like, William Shatner is one of the most charming, wonderful people who ever lived. Funny, witty motherfucker. You can't take that away from him. You, you saw you saw the, the Red Letter Media beef with William Shatner thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Mike. Boomer fight, they he, called it. Yeah, yeah. He's, I don't know. Like, I think it's kind of cool that he's 90, and he's still extremely online and, like, arguing with 13-year-old kids on the internet. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Dude, get over it. Oh, like this is like that's what I have look, to look forward to. That I'll be still doing that shit. Like that shit will still mean something to me. Good for him. I, I, I yeah, I, I like that. And in fact, like if I were ever to be lucky enough to become like actually famous, like famous, famous, I don't think I would ever have like social media people. I'm, I'll be out there, you know, when I get canceled or because of my mistake, not because of you know a some firm or some I, social I media intern. <laughs> I watch a ton of YouTube docs now about just like drama. I'm like, my t- tastes have regressed so much now. I just watch YouTube drama videos, just like, ooh, what's going on with like Keemstar and people like that? It's just like, these are the things that I care about. Oh, I was and- just on TMZ, speaking of that. I was a, I was a TMZ contributor that asked me about Harry and Meghan. What? <laughs> I'll clip in video. There's yeah, me on TMZ. Okay. That's funny. You know on TMZ Live where they'll, they'll, like, they'll have like people that they call on Zoom? Mm-hmm. I was like that guy. It was because a friend of mine, like a, a fellow TikToker friend, does that. And I'm like, can you get me? I'm like, that's so cool you do that. And she's like, oh, I'll get you on it next week. I'm like, okay. Like I, th- I thought she was bullshit. Not bullshitting, but like. Blowing smoke, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> and not that she's someone who would do that. I just thought she was like, what she meant is I'll check. But like four days later, I got an email like, yeah, we'll call you on Monday. Learn about these stories. Anyway. Wow. <clears throat> so you, you watch drama shit on YouTube. Oh, and like, just, like, true crime stuff, like, and anything like, anything like that, it's just like, hooked me. Like, all kinds of true crime stuff I watch, like, my favorite thing in the world to watch now are, they, there's like, whole, like, genre on YouTube of just, uninterrupted police confessions of murders. Like, how they do it. I've been watching those too, actually. They're fascinating. It's just a great study in human behavior. And it's just like, wow. Like it's and and if I it's the most stressful thing. The best comment I ever saw was, you know, as as tough as life is, sometimes I just thank God I'm not being interrogated for murder because it looks like the most stressful fucking thing I could ever imagine. Even if you're innocent, right? (laughs) It's but they're so good at it. When you watch YouTube videos, what what you're watching on your television using what? uh, Apple TV. Can you read the comments from the YouTube? App yeah, on Apple TV. Well, what will happen is because you can do that. On, you can do that on Roku, and it's amazing. And I watch it with my iPad on my stomach. <coughs> like when, when, what happens is that my wife goes to sleep before me usually, so she has to have Bob Ross on the TV. Really? So that's what I. Yeah, she has to have that on. 
And just, so I put my bedphones on, which are these headphones, headband that I sleep with, and I just watch some of those stuff, and I get scared to go to sleep. I'm like, oh, that's horrible. Humans are monsters. Wait, uh, uh, you can't just let that slide. Your wife needs to have Bob Ross on to go to sleep. Is this a, oh, yeah, that's a whole well, Is this a new thing or, or a years-long thing? It's kind of, I did this to her because I need, I, it's actually me who's the weird one. So what happens is we both need the TV on. It doesn't matter what's on, it just needs to be on. Me too. She likes Bob Ross. But I also have to have my headphones on, which are my headphone, the headband, where I can like listen to a podcast or listen to old Stern clips. I usually listen to old O&A, old Bean Anthony and Stern clips to go to sleep. Or old comedy albums. I'll just have, have those playing on a loop. I'm the same way. It, it, it comes from like falling asleep on a couch a lot when I was a kid, I think. With like the television on. Same. <coughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't feel natural. Like I, in those rare occasions where it's like you have to sleep with nothing on, it's like I don't, I don't know what to do now. This is like freaking me out. I need something. Yeah, it, it's strange because you got your, your wife addicted to that or, or whatever. But what I had thought initially was like you met your wife and since you've known her, she needs to have Bob Ross playing. When she goes to sleep, I was like, that's a little weird, and we need to talk about this. Oh, but no, she, well, she's the one who picked that particular show. Like, it's not my choice. If it were me, if it were my choice, it would be, la- be Rowan and Martin's laughing that's on Tubi. I go to sleep to that just old TV, like Car 54 or RU was a big one for me to go to sleep to for a long time. Great theme Company. Three's Company always makes it feel like it's 3 a.m. That's all I associate Three's Company with. It's 3 a.m. somewhere, because that's all, it'll always come on at 3 a.m. <clears throat> Do you remember the show Small Wonder? Dude, come on. Vicky? She's a I am Vicky. They should do like a... Like a I, 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 it's probably coming. A, I'm calling a, it. A remake? Like a, a, a drama. Like a kind of what they did with French Prince of Bel-Air with the Bel-Air. Like it's a serious drama take on this. It's about like Vicky the robot getting her agency. <laughs> no, I understand. Like It's going to happen. <laughs> it's almost like that... that like. It's almost more subversive and interesting as a sitcom than it is as another, like, are robots real people thing. I, here I am, like, white knighting for, like, the artistic merit of fucking Small Wonder, which uh, I, I worked in a factory one summer in, like, 1997, like, a year or two out of high school. I worked the night shift at a factory, and I didn't have cable, and I'd get home, and w- there was something called the Hour of Power from 4 to 5, which was... Four, I that. four o'clock, Small Wonder, 4.30, Mr. Belvedere on Channel 5. And let me tell you, at four in the morning in 1996, even if you have cable, you're not doing better than uh, Small Wonder than Belvedere at four yeah. in the morning. That, that's, that's, you know, that's That'll some good television. That'll right out. And it'll put you in a good place mentally before you go to sleep. I, I wonder of, of, the, of the Full Wonder cast, who had the best career? Well, let's look it up. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. I, now you got me. My interest peaked. Like, what happened to Vicky? I'm, I'm thinking. To her? I'm thinking Harriet, the annoying redhead, had the had the best oh, career. The because well, she's the one, yeah. Because of the red hair, and I don't remember seeing the mom or the. Definitely don't remember seeing the annoying kid, Jamie. I know his name, Jamie. Never saw him again. Never yeah. saw the dad. Okay, so we're looking. Okay, so J, let's look it up. Jerry Superin played Jamie. Let's look him up. Oh, and that's it. Okay, <laughs> okay, that, that's where that rabbit hole ends. To be fair, it, it might have been like, I don't want to act anymore. I'm going to enjoy my, 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 my small wonder, small fortune. Tiffany Brissett, who played Vicky, 
And her career stops at 91. I have Googled her before. She did she didn't solely moon fry it. No, she did not. Do you remember it's like where you were when the moon landing or when Kennedy was shot for people our age, remembering where you were when you saw her on the Wonder Years. Oh yeah, dude. That like freaked me out. I was like, whoa, whoa. Because I remember Punky Brewster. I do too. I remember seeing her on some exercise. I don't know what it was. She was doing some exercise video. I, I was on TV and I don't I don't know who she was. It was like she was guesting on some exercise show. And I was just like transfixed to it for like hours. I'll just say it. Celine Moonfry, uh, better known as Punky Brewster, grew up to have giant what they call bazingas. Yeah. Is, that what, is, that the, is that the politically correct term? I, I think so. Or that sorry, culturally sensitive bazinga. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. some show called. Uh, I don't. It's like you ever like just watch some one random half hour of your life that for some reason just gets implanted in your memory. Here's one of mine. In 1990 or 91, it was the right before eighth grade started. I watched this show on Channel 11 called Girl Talk, which was hey. host, hosted by by Soleil Moon Fry. Starring a like eleven year old, or actually she's like my exact age, uh, so like thirteen year old Sarah Michelle Geller, someone else famous, and it was just like three girls. Like Soleil Fry was like a little older, but like just three girls just like hanging out talking about boys, and then Joey Lawrence came on and sang, and it was like this little like talk show like pilot that was on on Channel Eleven at like three o'clock on a weekday for some reason. Yeah, here it is. Girl, Girl Talk, Talk 1989. 1989. Yeah, I, I watched that. It never left my fucking head. That's a weird bit of like things that like it's weird. The things that stick in your head. Yeah. Why would that like it was completely, completely ephemeral and, and like bad. And I wasn't even the target demo. But, you know, again, like it's hard to like for especially if you're younger, listen to this, like in terms of entertainment, you got what you got. Yeah. It's not like I'm gonna go look at YouTube and watch like clips of a show I like or something. like that didn't exist. You there wasn't a wealth of options back then. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. you gotta go fucking read. And who wants to do that? <laughs> yeah. But hey, if you want some like some nice late '80s ephemera, watch Girl Talk. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I can find yeah. it. I now I have to find theme. it. I remember the theme song. Girl talk, let me hear you. Girl talk, let me hear you. Girl I, I need talk. to find this because this sounds like something. Me and my wife can watch later and laugh. I think there's only one episode. Here it is. Girl Talk Part 1 with Sarah Michelle. It's on YouTube. Thank you, Jesus. YouTube's the best. I love it so much. Like that's I pay for YouTube Premium because you have to. Worth it. I use it for music and and just not having to do with commercials. You know what I I found? Uh, Before before you came on, I've been on this thing of... I like finding like... uh, I was going on one of my YouTube rabbit holes. I went down is like lost media or unreleased videos. And there's a I, Kanye. I, I went to a rock media thing recently too. Yeah, that's fun. And uh, one is unreleased. Uh, then there was like unreleased disturbing songs behind the, the things behind the song. And there's one that Kanye put out. He never put it out actually. And it's apparently about his suicide called never see me again. And I, it's really good. Well, Here's the thing with Kanye, and they get canceled for this. So I don't care. He has some questionable views. Oh, he, he's a nutcase. There's no, there's no way around it. The guy's a head case. He's a full-on he, head case, he, but he's remarkably talented. I don't think anybody would cancel you for that. It's just like the guy is remarkably talented. He, That's why it's a pain. He, a he problem. Really on the order of Rodgers and Hammerstein, Lennon and McCartney, 
Paul Simon. Uh, that's not a hot take, people. That's that's the consensus. <laughs> it's just that it's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> He's right. completely gone out of his mind, especially in the in the realm of hip hop. <laughs> Definitely want to break the the luminaries. Oh, um, easily. And just pop in general, like he's just amazing. Like dark, oh, it's called my dark and twisted fantasy. Like I, that's how I found him. I guess that was his big crossover hit. Like where if you weren't necessarily into hip hop, which I'm not really, but I mean, I do like you know some of his earlier stuff. But that album was just transcends hip hop. I think it's a fantastic. It's just an amazing album. And we're also fans of Bill Cosby's comedy, and <laughs> he was a funny man. Actually, what to do? Listen, himself is a great listen. That's another it's another good example of that. We're also Michael Jackson fans. It's just like I love Chinatown and it's Roman Polanski directed it. It's it's just what are you going to do? They're all degenerates. I mean, that's the thing. Everyone. Yeah. People in entertainment, they're degenerates. What do you want to do? I can't watch yeah. a movie ever again. You would said you, you like trashy stuff. Do you have any history with reality television? Eh, a little bit. Cozy, cozy. Yeah. Depends. I mean, I'm a big Jersey Shore fan. Like, unironically, love that show. I've uh, I've done my time. I watched The Real World when it came out, so I've, I like I was I've been there since the beginning. Yeah, um, I've discovered Survivor over the past two years, and Survivor's amazing. And I've never a- watched it. It's amazing how I've never watched it once, and it's been on since what 24 years at this point. Yeah, and there's like 40 seasons. Like, there's a reason like they, they pump it out and people watch it because it's very it, it's very very good. But I was reminded there was a show called The Surreal Life. Oh yeah, I remember and that. And the best season was Corey Feldman, Vince Neil, Webster, <laughs> MC Hammer. This it almost doesn't sound like like D-listers. <laughs> it's almost like I Webster. Think- I'm, I'm probably excuse me, Emmanuel Lewis. Sorry, uh, he's Webster. I, fuck that. It's he's Webster. I don't care. He's not a. That's like saying Alp has a real name. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up Alf. We Listen, talk about Alf. Oh, I and, know where we could steer yeah. this conversation right now. Yeah. Oh if yeah. To do the, if you are listening to this podcast, I want you to pause it and look up Max Wright from Alf. National Enquirer. Look at it, then come back. Yeah, Pause. wait. It's worth your time. I swear to God, it is. Speaking of the degeneracy, <laughs> there's that's got how shocking. Was that? It's like what? It's amazing because of just how like real and raw it is. It, it's just pictures of because we've all smoked various substances out of soda cans. What is it? It's a the the father from Alf. Hey Willie. Uh, picked up a couple of homeless guys for gay sex and smoked crack with them in a soda can and there's photographs and it was in National Enquirer and it's not that he was a big star or like a role model for us but I I couldn't even imagine like what would be like the 2017 the 2017 the 2022 like analog like the dad from fucking Modern Family or something, right? It's just he's such a mild mannered, milk toast looking guy, and he, that's some fucking that's some heavy shit. That's like not just like all right, he was seen like groping another man. It's like he was doing like hardcore. Let's smoke some crack and fuck some bums. I mean, like that's some, yeah, that's yeah. hardcore shit. That's and, and you presume like and you like you presume he had a little cat being on a sitcom, 
like I think he was doing exactly what he wanted to do because you could assume he, he'd be able to find attractive gay men to uh he's married to, he was married right? at the time too and uh his wife <laughs> didn't leave him like I think that was like a just like yeah he does that <laughs> I was kind of like yeah that's his thing you know who am I to judge smokes cracks fucks fucks homeless guys yeah I mean that's like that's just first of all just dangerous okay forget about the crack Again, it's, it's of course it's not about the gay thing. It's the fucking but homeless guys off the street, just like hey, you want some crack? He lure them in with crack and just oh, to bang them. It's a little about the gay thing. Come on, Frank. No, it's not. Well, he didn't. Well, I listen. My gay dar was off, especially for him. Like that's the thing that he would never would never have guessed it. Yeah, never have guessed it. When did that happen? Not that, that there's anything wrong with that. I, I don't like. I don't even remember. Did I see that? Is it possible I saw that in the National Enquirer? I think it was like I. I think I heard it. Yeah, no, because it got picked up like by like the mainstream media, like the more mainstream press too. It was like this. You got to see the Enquirer. It's like we can't public. We can't actually print what they said. But holy shit, is he up to something? Yeah, like maybe I saw it on the news, and then I like went to the grocery store and looked at it because like it, it still like burned in my head. Oh yeah. It's like the it's like the peewee it, it's like peewee in the theater like his mugshot is burned into my brain with the long hair and the fucking goatee that like freaked me out when I was a kid. Paul Rubens uh, was caught masturbating in a theater. You know what? I just stopped doing masturbating in theaters. Uh never started. <laughs> is that true? I've masturbated at a booth before. I've done it. Oh, yeah, uh, I did the booth. I no, <laughs> there's anything wrong with that. I've just never done it. In like night before internet pornography was like as we know it, I, I did the booths. They're nice. It's like it, it, it's it's say it's 1997, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a little it's a little thing, and you press a button, and there's like it scrolls through. There's a little TV screen, and you press a button in the channel. <laughs> It was like 45 pornos. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Like that era. I'd see I I walked into porn stores at that time, but like I'd seen them. I never actually went in. And I'm like, oh, I got this stuff at home. You know, I was spoiled by that point. But it's just like I always have it in my head, like when the booth would come up and there'd be an alive oh. person in there. Oh, I, I've done that too, but I, I just it's too embarrassing. I, I couldn't jerk off in that situation. Yeah. And the, the girl was always really gross looking that, that I would see. Like or is a hot chick gonna be at a Working the the booths at Times Square. Um, I, I I quit vaping. Oh shit! I haven't. I've been I, prior to two weeks ago. I've been literally thirty years nicotine addict. Uh, same. I I gotta tell you. Well, first of all, I am on the Wellbutrin, which is is prescribed to help. Uh, it's prescribed to help for qu- sm- smoking cessation. I'm taking it just because I'm fucked in the head. Um, let's hmm. do that. I'm going to the doctor next week. Maybe I'll ask for that. I'll tell you, it's been shockingly easy. In fact, like two and a half weeks later, it's harder now than it was day like one through five. Hmm. I mean, for me, it was like I gave up a lot of shit like this last year. I'm I'm down to 179. I last time I weighed myself and I was started at 260 last year. So, yeah. So I cut out a lot of shit, but I can't get rid of I can't get this fucking nicotine monkey off my back. What I always say to myself as someone who's conquered cocaine, alcohol, and obesity, I was always like, I've, I've done those things, which are which are hard. I have no idea how I would go about quitting nicotine. Zero. Crazy. Um, here's the thing, though. And again, the, the, the big caveat here is the well-be-trend, because who knows how much that helped. 
um, the, the actual physical withdrawal is just not that bad. It's all, all mental. And it's like, just like, you know, like that feeling in your lungs where like, it's like kind of like your lungs are watering or something. Yes. Yeah. And you just kind of go, you take a deep breath and you're like, it's all right. I'll be fine. You chew a piece of gum. And like, it's just not, it's not like, like kicking heroin or fucking clonopin or something. Um, yeah. That's that. I think the difference is like, when well, you're those like, things will actually kill you. I mean, like, I don't think, yeah, I, in the grand scheme of things, like, it, it's, like drinking it's is hard that, to quit. Cause that physic, that's like a big withdrawal when you're like in a big physic, like a big drinking thing. Yeah, yeah. Like if you like the delirium tremens, I, I, I luckily I never like was. I was never that. Bad. I mean, like you know, you ever go on a drinking jag and you feel like shit when you finally stop? I wasn't like full blown. I wasn't. I wasn't an alcoholic, but I was getting close. Like you know, like that's how I kind of was. I think. I had situations where like I, I was super hungover the next day, and I would have like. Oh yeah. Another drink just to like feel better. Yes. But, yeah. Like that's yeah. I think the reason why why the, the recidivism or the, why the the rates for quitting nicotine are so low is because like when you got to quit heroin you've got to quit heroin because like you just lost your fucking kids or whatever or you're about you're going to go to jail when you get the same with booze or anything when you've got to quit nicotine it's like eh, yeah right. it's not like there's any like big there's pressing concerns with alcohol and stuff like they are very immediate and very you know like obvious yeah yeah, yeah. like you know it's either court ordered or like you're going to lose like somebody you love right. or, or, or whatever for the years that I smoked the 30 years, whenever someone I knew quit, I would always root for them because it was like, if they can do it, that means I can do it. Yeah. Um, but you know, here I am. You ever smoke crack? Is the MCU dead? Oh, is the MCU dead? Uh, I was just about to say that it was, uh, there's the sentiment going around. Cause like, like I've read like a couple like early reviews and they're saying, this will remind you of when the MCU is good. It's like a, it's like I've heard it described as the swan song for the old MCU. The, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That's yeah. The, uh, yes. That's the sorry. Yes. I I called it at the end of Endgame. I'm like, listen, this you can't movie. recapture that. That it's a moment. You had a cultural moment where you can't artificially make that again. It just happened. You know, like all these things just happened organically. Like, I, I don't think you can recapture that magic and that kind of climax. You're never going to get that kind of thrill again. So it's going to be diminishing returns. And they also went, didn't do themselves any favors by oversaturating it with the all the shows that are very not, I don't think are, I haven't watched all of them, but I, I didn't think they were anything that great. And like it's just like, oh, just a watered down version of the things you like. And the best of cases in the ones I've watched. So it's like- Hawkeye the best, and that was not that good. I actually kind of liked She-Hulk. Me too. It, it was agreeable. It was cute. It was fine. Oh, I, 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 there were people were out of their mind. Well, first of all, I really like Tatiana Maslany as an actress. Me too. Or for Black. So. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, I saw all the haters for it, and it was just like, eh, I could see it not being for everybody. And yeah, the CG is not terrible i mean the she- cg is not that great yeah, but it, it was cute it was, it was, it was fine cute. the tone was goofy it's like all right this is fine i guess there's a point to be made that like it, it actively went out of its way to antagonize um you know <laughs> let's call them Zack snyder fans yes <laughs> I, i'm a i'm a huge Zack snyder fan for the I record know. um people go on and on about how good loki was i Hunted after three episodes. The the Spider-Man movie was actually... Yes, Spider-Man movie is very good. 
that but like that just goes to show you like even if everything was as good as that spider-man movie maybe i'm overstating it I want to say, even if everything that they put out since then had been as good as that Spider-Man movie, you still are dealing with diminishing returns because you'll never have. The only way that movie, that reason that movie works is because it harkens back to the past and the things that it's going back to a different time for the majority. It's like giving closure to old stuff. So that's it. It had had those two in there and was a competent movie. Yes. And and that equals. Yeah, you're right. You're not going to get that energy like that run that push to the end game to the Infinity War that you kind of got promised at the beginning of Fabes one. That was such a movie that that brought people that brought so many people into it that, you know, were not fans of these things beforehand, including myself, to be honestly. And you're just not going to do that. Like after you're done with that, I was just like, oh, that was a good way to walk end things. And it's like, but just the nature of comic books, you can't end them. So you got to keep it going. And so, so, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a money machine. And, but now it's starting to falter. Like, what's it called? Did not, the last two films did not do good. Like Thor did not do good. Ant-Man and what was the other one? Ant-Man and the Wasp and Thor and Eternals. Like those all underperformed. Thor was so bad. I didn't even watch it, which is a shit. Cause I really liked Ragnarok a lot. Interestingly, I, I didn't like Ragnarok the first time I saw it. I was like, why is this so funny? I want my space Viking to be serious. But then I watched it like a month later. I'm like, oh, this movie is really good. And it's probably like one of my favorite, very favorite MCU films. It's really good. Wonderful. Doctor Strange, I like half watched on Disney Plus. I enjoyed it because just because it was fun to watch Sam Raimi go back to his old arch Evil Dead style. Even in that kind of plastic way, I'm such a mark for Sam Raimi that I accepted it. I don't think it's a particularly good movie. It's but, not a really good Sam Raimi movie, to be quite honest. No, uh, but I, I was, it was like, there was visual, I'm like such a toddler when it comes to certain things. I'm like, ooh, wish, zoom, like push it, like, you know, like his camera work. Ooh, wide angle lens, crazy zooms. Like, I like that. Is it possible, even with like the Henry Cavill implosion and their inability to get a, a cohesive universe off the ground that DC is in a better position right now, just between Batman. I think the Harley, the Harley Quinn, uh, Lady Gaga musical. That sounds amazing. It might be their time finally, because I think because you got what's his name from uh, guard James Gunn. I mean, really, a lot of the heat from the last iteration of the MCU. A lot of that heat came from him and his his style choices. But yeah, and now he's running shit. And I think he's going to make a good Superman movie. I have a feeling. Cause that's that's all I want. I just want a good Superman movie that I could go, ah. Frankie, what a wonderful conversation. Thank, Thank you, sir. Like three hours long. Like, again, I might make two podcasts out of this. <laughs> what do you, you got anything to plug? Uh, yeah, if you can, check uh, us out at Zoning Out. It's our podcast on Bloody FM. And check me out at WTTF Movie on Twitter. Um, for don't let the the Twilight Zone premise of uh, Frank's Twilight Zone podcast scare you away from listening to it if you're not into the Twilight Zone because it just uses the jumping off point. Uh, like our last ep- I just uh, just sent out our newest episode that just uh, drops tonight. Uh, we spend I think in total ten minutes talking about the episode and it's a forty five minute episode. So yeah. it's like we that's literally it's perfunctory at this point, especially it depends if the episode's good and there's things to talk about. We'll talk about it. But 
we'll find time. You know, we kind of just like this conversation, it kind of goes all over the place eventually. Yeah, I, I quite enjoy it. Thank you. Very uh, much. Frank, uh, I, I'd love to have you on again soon. Always love I, to come on. Um, I'd love to be a guest on Draft Class. Okay. I, I have a lot of you, – you understand how many requests I get for that? I got I to gotta oh. find the right fit for you. I don't run Draft Class. I basically am a hired hand on Draft Class, but I there I can't bring people on. But Just slip, slip my name into the – Yeah, into no, I think it would be good to have you on that. I think you'd be a, a really good resource. It depends. It's like if I think there's – you know, I, I don't really pick the topics, but like if there's a topic that I think work that fits you. I get it. This is like when when with the uh me and the TMZ thing. Yeah. You're you're in the position that I thought my friend who got me on. Right, literally. I mean, like I could yeah. probably Yeah. So thank you for not being like, yeah. But yeah, look at it. No, it's it's like I I said, yeah, I'll put you on because I said that to somebody already and I realized I can't that easily. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm really sorry. It's actually, I don't run that. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, I could push it for it, but it's just like the guy who, my friend, John Sachs, who runs it, who does zoning out with me, he, he lines up the topics months in advance. So. Yeah, no, I get it. But yeah, I, I it, it, the reason I like to be honest, because I love the premise. Uh, yeah, I, it's I a fun. Yeah. We had, we just did, uh, I don't know when it's dropping, but uh, the always sunny one we just did. Ooh. Well, speaking of um, not always sunny, but, what a nice organic plug for Frank's podcast uh, um, draft class. But yes. That's my other podcast that I'm on. It's really funny. It's um, a fun show. And sometimes I'm not on it, but uh, it's always good. They, John lines up a lot of fun people for that show. And uh, like, and it's like, what's the next one I have to do. I still have to record. He gave me the reins to one and back in February. And I still haven't recorded for him yet. It was just like the oh, Robin okay. Williams one. Cause I'm just, I just, I get so screwed up schedule wise so it's like okay i'll get to it don't worry about it sorry i hear that but it's fun uh but the always sunny one was a hoot i can't wait for those to air it's actually like we've done three episodes of that already because and we're gonna do it like annually because there's so many episodes that okay last thing because you brought up always sunny i promise the last thing am i wrong was the irish season the worst season of the show i haven't caught up to it yet i haven't watched this last season oh I, i hate that for you Oh, it's not terrible. It's just they're old, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I'm literally their exact same age. Yeah, it's funny. I watched the the trailer for the new season. It just dropped today, I think. Oh, another season. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, and it was funny. And it's been a while since I've caught up. I think I checked out whatever Mac uh, gets his pride. The finale. I forget whatever season that was. Maybe that was twelve. That's one of the best episodes of the show. It's Amazing. Like, Mac yeah. finds his pride. Is that? Dude, that ending is phenomenal. Like that, 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 that last tw- 10 minutes are unbelievable. Poignant. And, and like, poignant, four, like four, that's excellent on like three different levels. Yeah, incredible. But I, I looked at them and I was like, wow, they, and it's funny. I hate to say it's like they look a little older than I remember <laughs> since I yeah, last checked in. Particularly Dennis. Dennis, uh, I, I think yeah. he, because he's so like thin, he needs to put out, he needs to put a little fat on to like fill out his face. Yeah, he looks gaunt. Um, all right, this has been wonderful. I'm gonna sign off right now and go watch the trailer for the uh, for the new scene, and we will talk soon. Yes, awesome, love you, buddy. Thank you, thank you, sir. Send me this stuff, but yeah, my email, yeah, no, send me an email. I may have it, but just send me anyway. Oh, or just give me a Dropbox, yeah, I'm gonna send you a Dropbox, okay, word, love you, bye, bye bye.